Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we go, Davey. Who they? Who Feel the loss when we're on by, and we, and we love it, and we, and we love it. Detroit played Pittsburgh to a tie, and we love it, and we love it. And welcome back to Fuck You. you. We, we like, like the Bengals. I'm your host Alex Schubert, sitting to my le- uh, my left. Videos right. We're doing a video sode for the first time. Yeah. We got. Some- we're gonna have some video clippies uh, pop up. But introduce yourself, even though everyone knows it. Everyone knows you, Lloyd Johnson. And sitting to Lloyd's left, videos right from the bastard sermon. I'm Cody Hucker. Cody Hucker, dude, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me on, dude. I'm, absolutely, I'm just I, here to snipe listeners. If you're a big fan of this show, I'll shut my mouth for the entirety of this time. I'm just here to snipe. That's not it. necessarily, like, dude, like we, because like Lloyd and I like bullshit for a while about. Honestly, like the same things because like yeah. we only have like our only common interests are like comedy and sometimes music and Juice World and having sex with men. I mean, that's just me. Right, me too. That's what I'm saying. What are we saying? Something weird right now? Wow, we are literally a minute in, and there's already sexual tension between me and Cody. Uh, we could just fuck on the rest of this <clears throat> podcast. You want to? I have la, la, an hour to fill, and yeah, I'll yeah, fill yeah. those holes. <laughs> Cody, how the fuck are you, dude? How's your week? Doing great. Just came off a great Empire Citizens podcast. Go and check that out on the uh, the Bastard Sermon. Go oh, so would you Patreon, what, baby, five dollars a month? So would you? And go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just plugging my shit. Oh, nice. So what you guys talk about on there? Just uh, so what is that podcast? <clears throat> talking art, talking everything. Uh, it's just uh, dick and fart jokes. It's like uh, if you ever oh, listen that's like to, us. It was a Bastard Sermon episode. It just we had a guest on called Empire Citizens. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's on the <clears throat> Patreon. Well, it's on both. It's on the regular episode, and we have a Patreon as well. Free show every Sunday. Patreon, $5 a month. You get the bonus episode, and you get the free show a day early. That Anyways, back to your fun podcast. And, no, no, no. And the, and the um, honestly, the fun shit's on the Patreon, right? Absolutely. Yeah, go and pay money for that. We need that money. Otherwise, yeah. how's Lloyd going to get his fucking insulin? Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, Lloyd's almost a, Lloyd's almost a working boy again, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Who's got to get his psychiatric meds? Otherwise, he'll turn back into a fucking brunette. Yeah, we want to keep him ginger, right? Let's keep it going with the Patreon. This is funding our medical costs. 
Lloyd, Lloyd, were you ever a ginger? No. No, he's talking about Luke. Luke. Oh, Lloyd, that guy, Lloyd? Luke Young. Well, that'd be the that'd be the rum talking right there. <laughs> oh, the Sailor Jerry. Uh, no, uh, Lady Bly. Come on, what am I? Ooh. Rich? What am I? Boy, I got Lloyd money just hanging around. Oh, that that disability money from the past six months. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah, that money. It's exactly. fun. <laughs> what am I? Disability rich? And I want to throw this out there. That's better uh, that, than the other, Rich. That joke might have been a little too far, and Long I'm sorry. Podcast. But that being said, it's not going to be the first. It's not going to be the last too far joke we make this episode. Oh, I'm certain it's not. Oh, it's good. Mm. We are we uh because we knew going in like this is a Raiders team that has made the news a lot every week for the past four weeks. They have been. The hot topic in any sports. And for like, Cody, are you saying something? Yeah, I think it's insensitive that you're saying Raiders. I prefer Raiders. <laughs> Luckily, no one cares what you think. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because like, it's and not just not just Gruden, not just like even since the beginning of the season with Carl Nassib. Yeah, they've, they've made headlines constantly, you know, like a Las Vegas team might. Yeah, and the Carl Nassib thing—that's that's like the good thing that's happened. Like he came out, he's supported among his teammates, and he's supported by the majority of the league. Not not the not the dipshits, but like yeah. the majority not of the, the league. Not the Gruden. Not the not the Gruden emails from ten years ago. <sighs> but then, not just Gruden, not just not just Carl Nassib, but then like Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett both yeah. made the news. Big time. Both got booted from the team. Coach for got booted. Very good reasons. Yeah. It's been a it's been a heavy news cycle centered yes. around the Raiders. And we are going to we are not going to hold back. No. Nope. You know what I just realized? Uh not important to your podcast. We're recording on the same SD card as my podcast, so this yeah. is gonna require additional editing. Oh how All so? Right. Don't worry send about you it. the we'll files. Oh, uh, we will figure it out. I can put um, the files on his. Yeah, absolutely. I can put the files on mine. But you know what else doesn't take a lot of figuring out? Sports teams and their stocks rising. Sports teams and their stocks rising. Because Lloyd, do you think? Um, we'll talk about this in a little bit. We'll we'll bullshit a little bit longer because we got some midseason topics to talk about. Um, but do you think that the Bengals' stock could rise? Um, I think it could. I think could Cody Hucker. Do you think the Bengals' stock could rise? Well, if they don't uh, keep losing games, I think it possibly could. I but, thought that it was already rising before they were fucking. I thought they were crushing it as a just a yes fan. or no. <laughs> Cody, you're adding. We appreciate it, man. Uh, but is you think Lloyd? Is there like a website you would go to to like buy stock in the Bengals or? or I would go to Symbol or sell stock in the Raiders. Symbol is my choice. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks. And every time your team wins, you earn money. Cash, which is just as good as money. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join these 7,000-plus early adapters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD SD. 
to make your deposit risk-free. Visit uh, Symbol.com and use the promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk-free. Boys, can I just say I'm already in love with Symbol? I think that this is a great service, and I'm already ready to gamble my money on everything that Symbol has to offer. You should, because that means even if you lose money, like Cody very much anticipates... Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. My dick's hard already, Alex. All right, cool. I'll jerk it off later. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And if you wanted to talk about your favorite teams on some audio-only sports talk platform, is there like there's like an audio-only sports talk platform app? That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That you would use or... I would use Spotify Green Room. I sure, I sure would. So would I. Uh, Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. The realest time. You can get in on the conversation that you listen to here every day, and you can even share your own experiences or takes on the app. And you have a fa- chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. Download the Spotify Green Room app free. In the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. Join us. We'll be going live at some time at some place. We'll figure it out. We'll figure. We'll refigure it out. Sometime. Sometime. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say because we got uh, a lot of Bengals midseason stuff to talk about. I uh, So, Lloyd, I don't know how much. You probably don't watch much college game day or college football, do you? I don't watch any. I figured as such, but I figured you were at least a little bit in the loop on the fact that College Game Day was in Cincinnati recently, like the the pre college show, the oh, pre yeah, yeah, yeah. the pre college football thing. I had so much fun. I'll talk about it for a little bit because um, so going in like Friday, I had because like people make like posters and they're all like silly and shit, and I made one. Um, during uh, a class that I was sub teaching for, and it's just like it was just a ridiculous thing. I went on and said, um, I thought this was the Olivia Rodrigo concert. Yeah, I saw that post. Very fun. Yeah, very fun. Uh, it got on TV. Uh, I'm very happy about that. Someone tweeted at me. Uh, Who was that person, Alex? Uh, that person, I uh, forget. Mike McFuckstick from Columbus, Ohio. It could be. Uh, let's see here. Um, shout out to um, at ACCT support emotional support account. Uh, they said uh, the I thought the I thought this was the Olivia Rodrigo concert sign hashtag College Game Day and a couple laughing emojis. Dude, thank you. 
or lady. Actually, I think it was a lady. But thank you uh, for seeing the sign, tweeting to me, and I, I sent her a response saying, this is my sign. And But my sign... Smash? Go to hell. Anyway... <laughs> That sounded like a yes to me. Yeah, it's a whole inside thing. That she'll get a boyfriend, and then you'll be sad about it. Well, you'll be happy for her, but you know what? I'm gonna I'll edit that out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I made that sign in um, a class I was sub teaching for because I need shit to do all day, and that happened to be the thing I did all day. And it was in a high school class, and I told a couple kids like, "I'm going to college game day." And they're like, yeah, we might be going too. And then another kid named Caden made a uh, made a sign as well. I hate him. You hate him? Caden? Stop it. He's a cool kid. It's he didn't name fault. himself. I know. I just... Uh. The fact that he hasn't changed his name in a current day where it's absolutely acceptable to change your name with that name... I hate him also. I'm with Lloyd on this one. It's your fault, Caden. You could have been a George or a Bill or anybody, and you're Oh, he could have been born in 1952? Exactly. Exactly. Now you understand, yes. Yes. You could have You could have been any of those 1952 names, and you're still Caden? Get the fuck out of here, Caden. <laughs> I hate you like I hate my own name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, so he made a sign. Uh, fuck Caden. Tar- targeted at uh, Desmond Howard. That said, um, Desmond, your wife's a MILF, which, fun <laughs> That's sign. My son's name. Calm down here, Alex. Fun sign. And he actually was named, he made that sign in my class, in the class I was subbing. And that sign was Barstool Cincy's sign of the week at college game day. That's awesome. It was insane. They let you within 500 feet of a school? They let you within 500 feet of a school? No. no, that's I don't teach schools. So that's the yeah. I'm shocked too. No, I actually uh, I was subbing at a preschool today, and I had a I had a little bit of a case of the sniffles. I thought you were gonna say the desire. I apologize. I shouldn't be here. It, you're right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I had uh, the sniffles, and the principal came up to me, and she's like, uh, "Hey, Alex, can I borrow you for a second? I'm like, uh, "What did I do?" She's like, "I'm the principal here." Um, we understand you're a little sick today, so we're going to have to ask you to go home. And I was like, God damn it. I get it. But I still got credit with a half day, even though I went home at like 930. Fucking ruled. Nice. So, yes, they let me go within 500 feet of the school. They give you that Cinnamon Toast Crunch t-shirt to leave with? Uh, I actually got this. <laughs> I actually got this at a PacSun. At a PacSun? Yeah. It was in uh, Liberty Township. Oh. I'm wearing a. You'll see it on the audio podcast. When you were opening up for Dave Attell. Oh yeah. No. Oh, that little that little no nobody name that nobody's heard of. No, nah, no Shout one's heard. Shout yourself of. out here. Come on, you're on your. You're I, on your I talked to podcast, but talk yourself up a little bit. I talked about Our it. boys. Talk to Dave Attell. Not talk to him. He opened for him. Come on, give it up. I talked about listeners. it last week, buddy. Yes, I did talk about it last week. Well, I'm here to praise you again. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Cody. One of the greatest comedians that ever exists. I'm so happy. To you. me, he is the greatest. Yeah. He's a professional. Him He's Stan a Hope. perfect joke writer. I I need to. I mean, I've seen Stanhope live like five times. Same. I mean, Lloyd's probably seen Lloyd. How much have you seen Stanhope? Uh, thirty something. Thirty something. Jesus. I've seen it tell twice. I've seen Stanhope maybe five or six. I. The fucking rules. 
I've probably seen Stanhope more than I've seen Attell. And Attell is magic. Magic and a little little lightning in a bottle. And that lightning in a bottle decided for you to fucking open for him. I'm so proud of you. I'm it so was uh it was you. uh no Ran Barnaclo, a friend of the pod, opened for him and I just did a guest spot. I don't want to take anything away from Ran, because like Rand left him too. Still guest spot though. Come on. He asked him. Clap just, yourself in the back until like, your arm breaks, baby boy. Oh, my arm's broken. Oh no. So what are we gonna do? Mine is too. Look at that. Yours is too? Um what was I going to say? I was trying to fill time. My Lloyd was pissing. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, so, like, Lloyd probably remembers this, like, nine years, nine, almost ten years ago. Uh, Stan Hope was at Go Bananas the same night Joe Rogan was at the Taft. Yeah. And late show Saturday. The story's legendary. You know this story? I know it from Stan Hope, yeah. So... Lloyd you, Lloyd, you know the story. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, so I'll tell it for the listeners. Late show Saturday. It's 11.45, about 15 minutes left in the show. And then stand-ups on stage. I think I'm just watching Stanhope. But then I see this tiny man. He's tiny. With a puffy jacket just walking down the aisle of Go Bananas. And I see people in the front row just stand up and get their camera phones out. I'm like, oh shit, it's and Stan Joe. Stanhope holds down Schubert, and the little man fucks Schubert right in the mouth. Man, Just right in the mouth and butt. Right in the mouth and butt. While Joe Rogan walks on stage at Go Bananas. And they do like, just like, they riff together for like 15 minutes, and then after the show, they uh, they go next door to Mc, what was then McLevy's, and then they bartend together. And I didn't drink at the time. I actually wasn't 21 yet, so... Um, Stanhope got me uh, a water, and I'm like, Doug Stanhope just bartended and served me a goddamn water. And I was starstruck by Joe Rogan because I was a, I was a big UFC fan at the time, and I, I, I still, for my sake and for Lloyd's sake, I want to get back into it. And this is like when back when like Ronda Rousey was like my celebrity crush. But oh, poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, what was that look on your face? Oh, I, I love when I just get the little one. <laughs> it's a little one jab in there that gets to you. It's fun for me. <clears throat> oh, boy. At least it's not Lily, because she'll have like five. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I got I got something. I got a drink from Stanhope and got to talk to Rogan for, for a little bit, and I made myself look like a total asshole. But I'm sure he doesn't fucking remember it. <clears throat> but that no. story's so goddamn cool. Well, being a personal friend of Rogan's, I could say that it's been seared into his memory. He's never forgotten. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure he's remembered all the shitty things that all his fan, all his fans have done, and all that shit. Memory like an elephant, that man. Yes. But speaking of the shitty things that <clears throat> um, people have done, what the fuck happened last week? So we already talked about the Browns' loss. We're not going to get into it because we don't want to we don't want to bum you out even more. But we're going to do a little midseason review, kind of a go over some things that um, the Bengals have done uh, over this year. They are five and four. Currently, they are third place in the AFC North as it stands. Uh, Baltimore is six and three. Yep. Pittsburgh is five and four. Five three and one. Five three and one. Yes. 
uh, because they tied uh, Detroit last Sunday, and I'll talk about that because I watched the game. Uh, the Bengals are five and four, and Cleveland's five and five. It is okay. So first thing, it is impressive that the AFC North, the last place team in the AFC North, is does not have a losing record. Right. There, there. It's <clears throat> very much the best division in baseball. Football. My bad. It's the best division in football. What's going on? I have no idea. I have no idea. I was either. telling you about the cameras back and ah. forth. Just so that well, we're not at the point where we're using it. So. Nope. Not yet. I thought you were talking about what's on screen. My bad. We are <laughs> all good. So, yeah. I, uh, I'm i stoked about the AFC North. I know it's a tough division. If you get if you get out of this division, because the Bengals are 2-1 in the division. They've beaten the top two teams, got their cheeks clapped by the, the last place team. It's been a weird year for the AFC. Right, but I always like when our division is doing well because at least it shows that our record is dependent, you know, to six games of it is our division. Yep. So when they're doing well, it shows that we're doing well if we're competitive with them. Competitive with the toughest, most, honestly, most evenly matched division in football. I was going to say, I don't think you even have to add, like, the inflection on your voice there. Every single outlet that I've seen it has called the FC North the toughest division in football right yep. now. It's like the most smash-mouth division. It's got two of the best defensive ends in the game, and Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, they're both pretty They're pretty high up there in sacks. And, I mean, it's always been a smash-mouth division. Ha, huh, sacks. Sacks. It's a stat. I don't know. It's also a, a store. It is? Sacks Fifth Avenue. Oh, okay. I thought it was like some defunct thing where there's only like six stores left. I was reading today that I found that there's like only like six Kmart's left. <clears throat> well, I mean, last time I was in a Kmart, I didn't realize it was still open. When I walked <laughs> in, I thought, I, I, I legit thought like, oh, okay, they're like tearing this place down. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw people turning, like literally taking apart shelves that used to have stuff on it. Yep. Guys, how else is my family going to Christmas shop? Come on. They go to Target. They go to Target. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, like we were saying earlier, the bye week, and like we said in the theme song, the bye week was chef's kiss. Yeah. For the Bengals. Ravens lost on Thursday. The Browns got smoked. Spanked. Th- 45 unanswered points from the Patriots. <sighs> Beautiful. It was unbelievable. Mac Jones lit him up. Ramondre Stevenson had a hell of a game. First of all, can I give a hot take? Cody, what are you going to say? I was going to ask, as a as a person that's on this podcast that doesn't know sports super well, Yep. was this prior to the, the Bengals getting crushed by the Browns that you're talking about? After. After. Mm. So after, after that... Uh, Horrific, defeating loss that we're not going to harp on, where the Bengals were held down and ass-fucked uh, repeatedly on live television for all the Bengals fans to watch in front of their own mothers, uh, but while the Bengals were just being repeatedly crushed by a team that uh, is in their own division, uh, that just demolished, absolutely eviscerated them. Got it. The, the next week, yep. the, they were, that team was Smoked. destroyed? Smoked. Yeah. Nice. Okay. 45-7. Uh, to seven. I... I'm going to give a hot take that some Bengals fans might not like. Jamar Chase is not a lock for rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, it depends on how the rest of the season goes, but yeah. 
I think uh, it's, at this point, yeah, I think the the lock is has been unlocked. Yep, I think is currently between him and a guy I've kind of shat talked a little bit because I'm not a huge fan of him, and I'm still not the biggest fan of him, but he's been impressive. I'll give him that, Mac Jones. <clears throat> I mean, it's it, it, the case is being made, I guess. Yes, and I think like. Bengals fans are going to cling to like that crazy stretch he had in um, September, October, and I don't blame him. Like the stretch was incredible, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamar has that drop off that he's kind of had over the last two weeks. If it, do- I mean, if that he- doesn't bounce back, then yeah, then then that discussion gets much more skewed. But if he comes back and continues to play how he played at the beginning of the season, I think yeah, he's still there. Because teams know how to defend him now. Because teams, well, some of them, yes, yeah, some teams know. Because like, well, the Jets were just like, we our goal this week when we play the Bengals is going to be to take the deep ball away from Jamar Chase, and they fucking nailed it. They nailed it, and they because like I mean, granted, Chase had a touchdown. I mean, he only had like three catches for thirty some yards, and. Yeah, and uh, I mean, but in that same thing, you can look at how the Ravens lost and go, oh, they just did what the Bengals did, but slightly more aggressive. So, I mean, everyone everyone gets their ups and downs based on how people react to them throughout the season. I yep. think Jamar, Tase, Jamar Chase is a raw enough talent that he's going to be hard for a lot of teams. Yep. <clears throat> and, and he's uh, going to have his blowout games. He's going to have the. He's going to have at least a few more games, maybe a couple more games, who knows, that were like the Baltimore one, that were like the Green Bay one. He's going to have incredible games. Right, and if you look at, you know, pass rating and man coverage, Joe Burrow's still the best in the league under man coverage. Yeah. Because so it depends on know- how teams play us will be how that works. Because he knows he can hit Chase and stride. If it's a one-on-one matchup with Chase, go to uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, and people get mad that, you know, he has more targets here or this or that. Doesn't matter. If it's working, do it. Yeah. There were people saying, and I kind of agree that like Burrow is like forcing the ball to chase, even like in in like super tight windows, and people people want like the target share to be like thirty three, thirty three, thirty three between Higgins, Boyd, and Chase. Yep, exactly. It's not feasible. No, because like you invest. I mean, you and you throw the ball. It's 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 hard to explain. Well, I mean, it's not. It's it's you. You have your progressions, you have the plays that you're running, and then when it, you know, when your first option for how the play was designed isn't there, you read to the second, you read to the third. Yep. <clears throat> Burrow is cl- clearly comfortable throwing to Chase when it's when it's outside of his normal reads because he knows that he'll go and get it the way that he did he's when he done, was at LSU. Yeah, done so many more times for him. <clears throat> As the year goes on, you'll you'll see either that will develop more, or Burrow will start developing more of that with Higgins and Boyd, and even Uzama. Like, yep. And I think I do think um, Boyd does deserve more targets because I think he is a a slack guy you can utilize in like maybe like a second and ten situation when you need eight yards, when you need nine yards, when you need a first down. Yeah, he's and, a guy you can utilize yeah. for that that quick check down when it's like. Seven yards away, he's a guy you can utilize like that. And even the play like like out routes 
maybe an occasional deep ball. I think Boyd does have that ability. Right, and that's the fun of him being so good over the middle is every once in a while he's going to get that X route or that Y route and be there. Yeah. And you can also use, like, I haven't seen a whole lot of Auden Tate, which, is he hurt right now? I don't know, but, <clears throat> I mean, you're not going to see a lot out of a fourth receiver no. when you have the the three guys we have on the field. The plus three-headed Uzama. monster. And even, like, in the last game, you saw they were playing, when they were doing the two tight end sets, you saw Sample open, what, for what, two or three? Sample had a couple great plays in the Cleveland game. So I think I think the way Zach Taylor is, you're not you're not going to see many throws to the fourth receiver. No, I mean it's going to be like it's going to be like it's going to be the the all throw to him. It's going to be fun to hear this guy's name throw. Like when you hear Mike Thomas's name, it's like oh that's nice to hear his name every now and then. Or maybe like a throw to San, Stanley Morgan or some shit. What I'm saying is <clears throat> you aren't even going to see those guys hit the field very often because. He's more likely to throw, like, Evans in there. Oh, yeah. Who can catch out of the backfield or run. So it gives you more options. And a quarterback, quarterback-centric guy like Zach Taylor is definitely going to lean more on the yeah. tight ends and the, you know, the guys who can pick up blitzes and catch if it's unnecessary. Just like a quick check down to, like, the outside mm-hmm. or down the middle. Yeah. It's like they've used P. Ryan Ford a handful of times. You can definitely tell in the last game they went a little more uh, – Evans for those there were some drops yeah. last game. It was real bad. Chase dropped a touchdown. He dropped another deep pass. P Ryan dropped an easy first down. Higgins dropped like two. It was a lot. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, again, coming off riding super high off that <clears throat> Ravens win and then, you know. The Bengals are a y- and people the Bengals are a young, inexperienced team. They're going to be... I mean, they're a fun team right now. They're going to be flashy at times. But at the same time, they're going to fuck up. They're going to have those... Keep going with moments. your thought. I'll ask you when you They're going to have those moments. What are you going to say, Cody? Just curious. Uh, you're talking about them like they're a new team. And it, they almost, to me, as a person that hasn't really fought them religiously the way that you guys have or most fans have or <clears throat> not even a big <clears throat> sports fan in general. Go but, on. They seem like they were just crushing it recently. Like they played like a team that has been newly structured that has the same old name. Yeah. I mean, maybe recently they've gotten crushed a little bit, and I harped on the, the Browns loss just out of funny, but like they do seem like they're playing like a new team. Is that what it seems like for you guys, or is that the actual like? Is that it? That's that what's actually what's happening. happening. That is yeah. what that is because the new cent- coach, new quarterback, the centerpieces of the team are like maximum. Five years in. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's not a lot of players who've been around for a long time left other than, like, you know, the long snapper, the punter. Did Marvin Lewis just get booted out just this year? End of the, 28, end of the 2018 season. Okay. So Is it's he- a, a newer coach, newer quarterback. They're filling out the spots. Burrow's the quarterback, right? Yeah. All right. I, I think so. Is Probably. It, is it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Joe Burrow, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. It it could be it could, me. I hear you. It could be Jeff Blake. I'm not sure. I'm not kidding. I really don't know this much about it. I know it's it might o- seem like I'm fucking around, but I'm it's not. okay. I don't know. Um, uh, there's a few things. Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, I think, and Lloyd and I have talked about this. Like Burrow has had a very, 
very up and down season. Right. But I mean, for a guy who's played what nineteen fucking games. Yep. In the NFL, like. I I'd put you against anyone else who's been in the NFL to play 19 games. I'll you know I'll take that Pepsi challenge any fucking day. Yeah, and people compare to compare stats to Peyton Manning's all the time. Yeah, I mean more more accurately. I mean if you want, like I think Marino's even closer. Yeah, of of a guy to 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 pair it to, and that was a much at the time a much smaller market team, much more like the Bengals. That didn't have the the staying power of keeping coaches, keeping people around because of, you know at the time Miami wasn't as big market even as they are now. Yep. <clears throat> Can I compare this to a world that I do know? Yes. Let's go porn. All right. So it's the same way with porn. Like, hey, yep. you have a girl that could take seventy five loads to the face. Sure, any girl could just do that. Most of them are gonna kill themselves or get hooked up with a pimp boyfriend that's eventually then gonna murder them. But it takes the the top all star porn star athlete athletes like Asa Akira, August <clears throat> Taylor, these fucking dirty hoes that are down and about it to really take these loads day in and day out and be able to keep coming down and getting loads dropped in their face. The way that this team uh, am I making a, a good direct comparison no. here? All right, fair <laughs> I'll back off again. You just wanted to talk about porn, didn't you? I did. Yes. <laughs> didn't Asakira only do porn for like two months? No, that's uh, you're thinking of uh, Mia Khalifa. No, right. Asakira put in her or her dick okay. work, if you will. Anyway, I'm I'm surprisingly not in the loop on porn stars. Tuck your boner. All right, go ahead. You got elastic on. Yes, I. Right? Yes, I do. Um, <clears throat> but no, Burrow has like he's had an up and down season. He's been sacked twenty five times in nine games, much like Asakira. All right, I'll stop now. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, no, you're fine. Stop not laughing like it was. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It was great. You know, wait, wait until the burns to not laugh at us. Yeah. You'll, you'll you'll get your revenge. Okay. Um, but no, he's uh, like I said, the turnovers have been a problem. The uh. Just both. The interceptions have been, and I said this last week, the interceptions have been momentum-swinging picks. Right. <clears throat> Just because there are bad times doesn't mean he's doing poorly. No. But it's, It just means <clears throat> he's, you know, 19 games into his NFL career. And, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't expect him to have the same poise and, and presence as someone who's been there for... Like a fi- like a five year vet, like say, or maybe even a, even a four year vet, like say a Josh <clears throat> Allen or a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or or even someone like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Tom Brady's the best of the best. He's the best ever. And anyone who says he's not the best ever is either someone who was who grew up in the eighties who refuses to admit that Joe Montana is no longer the best. What? What are you saying right now? Yes, that's exactly. Sacrilege? Exa- yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, Cody. It's sacrilege. What about Tom Landry? All right. Okay, my bad. I'm I'm gonna give Tom Landry his credit. Thank you. But, but yeah, I think he's had like kind of a he's been he's tried to be a gunslinger. It's like kind of the way he was at LSU. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is he's still 19 games into his pro career? He still has a little bit of that college tendency to to try and <clears throat> force it. At times, which is you just learn over time, you know. I mean, yep. All right, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> All right, I 
thought I was here to snipe. My bad. Yeah, I mean, more. We'll get to that later with the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, shut up. It's all good. Uh, uh, I had a point. I, I, I don't remember where I was going. It happens. Uh, we'll move on. There's a few more things we want to talk uh, about before we get to um, some of the most controversial burns we have ever written. Uh, and like, is it is it tacky to market it that way? No, not at all. Yes. <clears throat> it's a team that deserves to be roasted. Yes. And I cannot wait. A um, few more things. The Jesse Bates situation. Do you see what he said this week? Yeah. He's like, and I think that's fair. Right? It is 100% fair. He's like, my mind was focused on the contract situations. My mind wasn't 100% in the game. And, and Zach Taylor commended him. He's like, it's good that he acknowledged that. Yeah, and not only acknowledged it, but clearly made an effort to to try and get past it with what he's shown the past few games. Like he's definitely tr- you, you can see a little more effort, a little more yeah. focus out of him. And he said he commented he doesn't want to prove he doesn't want to focus on proving the wrong people right. He wants to focus on proving the right people right. And honestly, you want that in any aspect of life. My favorite thing that he said is, "I want to be." the best teammate I can be. Yep. And that's the mindset you want. Yep. That's what you want with, uh, you know who I think, you know who I genuinely think is like being the best teammate they can be this year? Jamar Chase. I, I agree. He's I, been I, an, in, he's been an impeccable teammate. I also, uh, <clears throat> some of the offensive linemen, man, I've just caught undue hate. Okay. When they've played pretty fucking well. Go on. Uh, like, people shit all over Riley Reef because he had, like, two weeks where his PFF scores were down, and they're like, oh, he just came there for a check. And No. I'm like, I mean, he's still ranked in the top fucking, like, 20 guys in the fucking league, and he's been... And there's 60 tackles in the... Yeah. And there's 64 tackles in the league. All right, so back to the line. Um, I think the outside of the line, honestly, has been the strength of the line all year. Jonah Williams... And Riley Reef have both been very good. Even Quentin Spain's definitely had moments. I think the question, <clears throat> I think the question marks lie on the inside. Well, I think with center, they changed a lot of things on him this year, especially with Pollock uh, being the coach. Well, right. I, I think the way that they call the signals and stuff have changed a lot, which is always going to be rough. So yep. I don't. I'm not on the get rid of Trey. No. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran presence on the line. But he really did just change the whole way he does his job. Like, he used to, you know, he used to give hand signals out, which are now being given by guards. Little things that change like that, that for somebody who has to be so precise on the timing and what they're doing, I think changing even little things like that is really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect what you're doing. Yeah. It's going to affect how you play, how you react. And I think all, uh, all in all, I still think he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, I think his PFF score is pretty low, though. <clears throat> it is, but I wish they would give him credit for like when they have him pull and go to the outside to block and stuff like that. Like, yep. Some things you usually don't see centers do as often. He does them really well. So I think give him a little bit of time to, to figure out his new role in things. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas like even Clark Harris, who's been the long snapper for... Since the Reagan administration. Yeah, so 14 fucking years, whatever. Yeah. 
even he's had like one or two that were almost off timing wise because he's not doing signaling anymore. That's the rest of the line doing it. So uh, the little changes like that, I think people don't see that, that give them like, uh, they feel free license, like shit on somebody who's not doing as well. But yeah, if the way you've done things for all of your career suddenly changes and you have to do them different, especially on somebody who's like, you know, no one can move until you fucking hike the ball. Like you have to have that timing. Perfect. You have to have all this going from someone who used to be the one to signal everyone else to do it to being someone else. And now take signals before they do it. Uh huh. I could see that being a tough, tough transition. And I also think, I mean, Carmen being a rookie and honestly kind of being thrown into the starter situation. Honestly, when I don't think he's ready, I think he has more or less said like he was more he was during all of training camp stuff. He was more prepped to be the backup tackle and maybe guard. Yeah, because he was a tackle in college. He's going from <clears throat> left tackle in an incredible Clemson system pre- protecting fucking Trevor Lawrence to right guard. Yeah, you have to change your footwork. You have to change your whole mentality. You're literally playing the other side of the ball, moving in a different direction. And not only the other side of the ball, but like the other position, the interior of the offensive line. Yeah. So I think he's done fairly well, but... He needs work. I would like to see them have rotation. Like, uh, there's a lot of teams out there that, if you watch during a game, guards swap out. Your left tackle is usually in the game the whole game. Yep. Right tackle is usually in the game for most of the game. Shout out to Jonah Williams and Riley Reed for being honestly cornerstones of the offensive line. Right. And then the guards on a lot of teams, like you watch Arizona, their guards swap out depending on what kind of play. And, you know, if someone's had to take too many fucking run plays and they start getting run down, they'll swap out somebody. Yeah. We just don't have the depth to do that at this point. Nope. I think, well, is Suofilo hurt? Yeah. Yeah. So Suofilo's hurt. And he could be in the starting role. We didn't do much at the deadline, which expected. Well, I mean, there also just wasn't a whole lot to go after as far as linemen. Yeah. Because no, man, I couldn't imagine a selling team wanting to give up a lineman at the deadline. You're going to go from, like, just tanking to really tanking. Your quarterbacks just be like, I mean, I'm trying here. Yeah. Also, just you're going you're gonna to fit a lineman into your system. Halfway through the season, no, you can get a, a receiver that's used to running routes. You know, it can re- it could pick up the playbook in a week, right? A running back, like even Adrian Peterson said, like a running back can learn a system quick because there's only a handful of things they need to know about what plays being called. But that's also Adrian fucking Peterson, right? Well, who I'm just is saying, a goat among running backs, right? I'm just saying, like even his assessment of they wouldn't need as much because he was talking about uh, Cam Newton coming in playing well, yeah. He's like, I could see a running back doing that. He's like, it's impressive that a quarterback did that. Yeah. Because he was saying, like, you know, as a running back, you only have to know, am I running through this gap, this gap? You know, you only have to figure out a handful of what the calls are to to know. Yep. Uh, So the last thing we'll say before we get to the burns, Jamar Chase. He's, um, He's had an up and down year. His ups have been very up. And his downs have been kind of mediocre. And it's not, I mean, it's just like teams know that like he has been putting up 
honestly record breaking stats. I mean, look at uh, uh, the the best example to me is look at Calvin Johnson. Okay. His not his rookie year, but his second year where he really started to make a splash. And then everyone was not only double covering, but they were going to, you know, uh, uh, rob him kind of defense and, and more zone coverage on his side, letting, you know, letting the safeties have more sway to swing his side of the field. If they thought the play was going there, that's what they're doing with Jamar. And that's, that's what happens to good receivers. I mean, yep. And you remember when you talk about Calvin Johnson's second year? Do you remember the Lions' record in Calvin Johnson's second year? No, I don't. But zero and sixteen. Great. Yeah, I was gonna say zero and sixteen. They <sighs> they were historically bad. So people shit all over him, like, oh, he's a bust halfway through that season. It's like, no, people just are going way out of their way to cover him and making the rest of the team try to make plays. Yeah, when you don't, when you have nothing. Outside of Calvin Johnson. Right. So the Bengals, they're, they're going to figure those gaps out and, yeah, go ahead and cover, double cover and triple cover Chase, and then it'll just be Higgins and Boyd and Uzama show. And, uh, so I, I think it'll bounce back throughout the rest of the season. I think you'll see a lot more parity amongst yeah. how they have to cover guys. And you can't, and you'll be like, all right, I guess we got a single cover Jamar Chase or we got a single cover Tisif here. I think they can get away with it. Yeah, as soon as they drop back the man coverage, which they're going to have to, I, most teams are just going to have to. Most yep. teams don't have the cornerbacks to do what Cleveland did or yeah, even even what the Jets did. They just don't have the secondary to do that. Nope. So, like, as we play Kansas City, I don't see those guys being able to ever drop into man coverage easily versus a guy like Jamar. Yep. Or especially not with, you know, that itty-bitty – linebackers comparatively that you're going to, you're going to cover Uzama with a, with a rookie linebacker on that, on that side. No, Uzama's going to wreck you. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Some of the, some of the games coming up, I don't think will be as difficult on the passing game as a few of the most recent games have been. Yep. We'll get there. As an uh, outsider looking into this podcast, this is super insightful information. I'm super happy that, you guys know so fucking much about this. It's super passionate. Hell I'm glad yeah. I get to be a part of this. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, we'll have to watch a football game. We'll teach you some shit. I'll be uh, the annoying girlfriend on the sidelines. Like, what's the guy? What's the guy on the sides do? Is what's, it, what's his job? Does he catch the ball? Is this team stock rising? Yeah, exactly. I'll be that. Well, if her stock, if their stock was rising, where would you go to find out? I don't know, boy. Where would you go? I would go to Symbol. I would go to Symbol as well. So would I. We have a new... Um, Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time your team, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a cash profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial initial deposit, no questions asked. And if you had to ask some questions... I know a real good place. Real good place? Real good place? I have no idea what you're doing right now. You're throwing... <laughs> 
And if you, if you know a real if you know a real good place Wait, to do try it, try with me. No, if you know a real me. good place to uh, do it, uh, I'm just fucking around. I don't want to stall anymore. But is there a place you would ask questions, even though Symbol says no questions asked? I would go to Spotify Greener. Goddamn right. You're goddamn right to go to Spotify Greener. Yeah, that's got- where it's going. What was that? I was going to do that, too. Uh, Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and free, free, free to download and to free. It's free to download and use. Oh. oh, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdown, and reacting to news that is breaking. Breaking news. Breaking news. So hit us with your spiciest takes. Yeah, you can you can even share your own experiences or spices on the app. Ow! Ow! Oh my God! It's all the spice. Ow. All the spice. Jesus. Uh, you can talk to, with other sports fans, insiders, and athletes, and executives in real time. Join on the conversation with me, with me, and have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. All you need to do is download download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Follow us at FUWOT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. When going live at some time, at some place, come join us with your spiciest takes. Cody Hawker, what do you got? How much is that again? It's free. How much? Free. No fucking way. How much? Zero. Oh my God. Go after it. What are you doing? You know who else is free? What's that? John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett. They're all uh, very, well, no, I don't, actually Ruggs is not free. Yeah, for real. Not They're all free long, of the Raiders. Long, long time. And who do they play for? The Raiders. The Raiders. Are you ready? Fuck yeah. To talk about the Raiders? Fuck yeah, I am. We are going to pull up my burns because I was a dumbass and forgot to do that. I like how you put two asses in Raiders right there. Who can go to hell? But I'm not mad that's at how you. he says it. I said, I said I liked it. What are you Raider doing? Rusher. We're gonna start with the mascot Raider Rusher. There he is. Raider Rusher looks like if Robin from Batman and Robin wanted to prove to his dad that he isn't gay. <laughs> uh, Raider Rusher looks like Lance Armstrong's missing nut had to learn how to make <laughs> his own way as a highwayman. Raider Rusher looks like if the lead singer of Smash Mouth wanted to be a, a sidekick character for a DC superhero. I like it. Mines aren't written. What do you want from me? Uh, we got a lot about this next guy, don't we? Uh, probably. The goddamn owner? Have you ever seen what Mark Davis looks like? Never. Oh, just wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <clears throat> Mark Davis is everything the Shriners Hospital has to offer. <laughs> he is somehow both a clown and a burn victim. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mark Davis, or did someone stick Mark Zuckerberg in an air fryer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that one, too. Uh, the what? Um, <laughs> Mark Davis looks like a Harley Quinn baby that grew up. Mark Davis looks like a cancer patient who tried to glue hair back to his head. Mark Davis looks like that the uh, uh, prom night dumpster baby that crawled back out and survived. One of my favorite jokes I ever wrote was about the prom night dumpster baby. You know the joke. Yep. That's where I was Tell going. right now. Yes. Uh, I think I have a low self-esteem because of the concept of the prom night dumpster baby. 
Because there have been people who were alive for less than an hour that have been to more proms than I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, Yeah, that's where I was going. I was trying to touch that. I loved that joke. And it doesn't work all that much. Uh, I love Mark- that he's got the worst haircut of all fucking time. Like, literally a bowl haircut. And if you're an owner of a team, you can afford the best of the best. Yeah. Why the fuck does it actually look like somebody... I know it's the goofball fucking... They put a bowl in your head and they cut it. This is what a multi-fucking-hundred-millionaire actually has as a real haircut, and your face looks like that? He loves his hair. Wouldn't you yeah. be trying to do your best to not look like this as an owner of a fucking team, as a hundred-millionaire? No, he looks what like... The fuck? He looks like if a dried mango had Down syndrome. <laughs> we, we, we don't hold back on this podcast. Next. Oh, I actually made this my Instagram uh, uh, burn player of the week. Um, it's an actual burn victim. Yeah. Matt White, old old uh, buddy of mine, uh, the richest man in the world uh, who still cuts his own hair. Yeah. Uh, Cody Lunsford, he looks like the love child of Pete Rose and that lady whose face was eaten by the chimp. <laughs> I, al- I, I almost made a burn about like somebody whose face was ripped off by a chimp. Neil Meyer, successionist, people thinking rich children can be cool and interesting when they really all look like Mark Davis. <laughs> Very true. Sorry. The general manager, Mike Mayock. Mayock. Mike Mayock looks like he still hasn't gotten over that time that his daughter went to a homecoming with a black guy in the eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Mike May- Every picture of Mike Mayock looks like he was just told that the Raiders are re-signing Antonio Brown. <laughs> Ready to go to coaching? Yes, sir. Coaching. Rich Basaccia. Big Asachi a sack of shit. <laughs> he looks like that uncle that your parents tell you is a really nice guy, but just don't follow him anywhere. <laughs> like he looks like oh, he has like a weird, like cool name for his goatee. He's like, this is the Muff Raider. It's silver and black and wet. If I'm having a good day, <laughs> and I'm always having a good day, baby. <laughs> I like that his name's almost like Versace because he's like a, he could be a knockoff bag that you buy from somebody on a fucking. On a he looks like a knock. Situation. He looks like a knockoff scrotum. Yeah, there you go. With Versace written up on the fucking wrinkles. Rich Versace looks like his dream is to have his goatee woven into a shirt that says, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off." <laughs> <laughs> like we said, these burns. Like we said, these burns are going to get controversial. <clears throat> Rich Basaccia looks like stop his, selling it I'm already sending a hateful email. Rich Basaccia looks like his catchphrase is, "So what if John Gruden called Michael Sam a queer?" <laughs> hey, you know what? Too too controversial for me on that one. Speaking of John Gruden, you ready? Uh, yeah, let me find. I so I have like genuine hate for John Gruden. <sighs> Football. Uh, like so, it was hard for me to even write. Can we get a picture, a Alex? Uh, yes, we can. Uh, so, just fuck this sad little hate potato. <laughs> which, of, which of these two Down Syndrome uh, property brothers is John Gruden? Left. Okay, interesting. Uh, this this uh, racist, sexist, liar, shitty coach with his trailer park Bukowski-esque email rants. <laughs> How are you a grown man that wears a visor that often? Just fuck him. Just fuck him. Fuck all the way off. For real. I, I don't... Uh, Keisha... Do you guys know the old owner of the Reds that used to openly... Like, Marge say, Shot. 
the yeah, the one that would say the N word openly with the hard R and all that shit. Yeah. And oh yeah. why doesn't he just go for it? If he's gonna be this much of a racist bag of dicks, like why not just like you know go Mark shot for it? Yep. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson said about John Gruden from day one, he's always been a used car salesman, and now he can be an actual used car salesman. <laughs> I like it. Uh, one more. You know, I read a few of the John Gruden emails, and based on what he said, I've got a couple uncles that might have to re- to have to resign as coach of the Raiders too. <laughs> yeah, but that that also did that happened on National Coming Out Day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so happy National Coming Out Day to John Gruden's emails. For real. <laughs> uh, just let it fly, bro. Quarterback. Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr looks like if Jesse Pinkman had only decided to break bland. <laughs> <laughs> he famously said he had no idea that Carl Nassib was gay. And once someone explained to him what being gay was, Derek responded with, you can do that. <laughs> Derek Carr is the kind of quarterback that will wear a mask, but only around Carl Nassib. <laughs> I loved that burn. That was good. I liked it. Um, I have to know Carl Nassib. He's the first openly gay NFL player. Yes. Um, well, oh, so you can't sport. catch the AIDS. Now I get it. Yes, there you go. And also, what's wrong with that? And well, Derek. Now Car- we're going for it. You were fucking playing up the controversy. I'm here to really do the controversy. Yes. A quote from Derek Carr on Carl Nassib. Our team has has been all for having his back, Carson. <clears throat> that doesn't mean everyone agrees with the lifestyle or agrees with that. First of all, fuck off. Yeah. Second of all, things got real awkward after that last comment when Richie Incognito walked into frame and gave Carr a high five. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah, I don't agree either. Smack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr is what happens when you come on a piece of paper that says, I'm not racist, I have black friends. <laughs> I work with a bunch of black guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> after... Uh, after a 2019 loss to Jacksonville, Oakland, Ra- Oakland Raiders fans booed Derek Carr and threw trash onto the field. Derek was stunned to see the pile of trash that included beer bottles, popcorn bags, and David Carr himself. <laughs> Derek Carr's eyes are wider apart than fucking Sid's from Ice Age. Come on now. <laughs> or people's opinions on... Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're good. Uh, Derek Carr... Um, Here's the last thing I have on him. Derek Carr said that he smoked weed and had sex in high school. And then he said, the life I was living was leading me down a road to destruction and death. That's where I was headed. Insert Henry Ruggs joke here. And the life he was leading, leaving was, or leading, was le- leading him down the path to not becoming Tim Tebow. <laughs> um, and we'll move on what to... A hotter dude. His speaking of a hotter dude, his backup Marcus Mariota, um, or Jesus fucking Christ, what do you mean? Or, or as I Except call him, Tim Tebow got hit by a fucking city bus. What do you mean? Um, Achilles Smith. I call him Achilles Smith's brother, Aloha Smith. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, it's uh, Jamarcus Mariota. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Marcus Mariota looks like a, he looks like Rolf from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> 
<laughs> he looks like Max Holloway after his most recent fight with Yair Rodriguez, which I had a <laughs> screenshot pulled up. Ah, but it's gone. Too now. late. It is gone now. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the only quarterback you can heckle by shouting movie titles at him. <laughs> hey, Marcus, remember the Titans? <laughs> I like it. Yes. That was a fun burn. Running back. Josh Jacobs. Ah, the first entry on our amateur demolition derby drivers. (laughs) In January, Josh earned himself a gnarly forehead scar by wrecking his beautiful galaxy-painted $160,000 Acura NSX. And while he had been drinking prior to the 4.42 a.m. wreck, his levels were low enough that he was let off with a $500 fine and some community service. Uh, For his community service, he mentored at the Boys and Girls Club where the kids retaught him how to read, which now makes him the third place winner in our Vegas Demolition Derby. I kind of took a similar route there. That was well rehearsed, Lloyd. Round of applause. Yes. Very well rehearsed, man. We're proud of you. Probably. Um, Josh Jacobs, like you said, wrecked his six-figure Acura in early 2021 near the Las Vegas airport and was charged with duty of driver to decrease speed under certain circumstances. He was fined and sent to community service, which he completed by giving driving lessons to Henry Ruggs. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, one of his backups, Kenyon Drake, who has a bigger mouth than Damon Arnett. Wait, this is a different guy? <laughs> yeah. It's a visual thing. Kenyon Drake looks like Kim Wayans, <laughs> which makes us... Weirdly sexist statement that girls like basketball better than football because they can follow it easier from when he was a a junior in in college. Luckily, we have Agam Chinduju, who is a beast in the all-female Legends Football League, for us to call him out. Saying he must have taken too many hits to the head. I'm pretty sure he's playing with a concussion. And then she challenged him to every skill skills competition that you could have, saying maybe I could help you on your side to sides or your jabs, or maybe we can just run the forty. Which he didn't answer at all, but immediately took all the tweets down after she did that. <laughs> Lloyd, I love you to death, but you read that the way that Action Bronson raps, like a fifth grader <laughs> learning to read for the first time. Cool. <laughs> um And we're going to move on to Raiders running back Thomas Claggett. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that for Thomas and then uh, have him back on. (laughs) Oh, I get it. It's another black guy. No, he looks a lot like Thomas, who's been on the podcast. Pate, I I love Thomas. He's a great dude. Um, No, it's Peyton Barber. No, which is a we- which is weird to be named after something that you owe so desperately need. That's like if the Raiders' 2020 first-round draft picks were named Henry Drivers Ed and Damon the ability to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Lloyd liked it. Lloyd, are you pizzling? Yeah. All right. Wide receiver. Their wide receiver core is a baby-faced Trump supporter, a guy who quotes Hitler, and a guy who crashed his Corvette, a stoner, and a guy with a previous Oxycontin problem. Is this a receiver core or a season of the real world? Sounds like Eddie Griffin. Well, no, well no one has to wear new Jordans every time. They yeah, he doesn't have to get brand new fucking white Air Jordans that, for every show. Yeah. 
But let's move on to the baby-faced Trump supporter, Hunter Renfro. I can't tell if his parents named him Hunter because they knew that with ears like that, he can hear a squirrel fart from 100 yards. (laughs) Or if they knew he'd forever be on the hunt for an actual chin. (laughs) Uh, You're not going to get this joke. I wish Billy was here for this one. Man, I've watched Hunter Renfro play for a few years now, and I've concluded that I have to watch the Red Sox if I want to see a Hunter Renfro with home run ability. Because there's a Hunter Renfro... Who also plays for the Red Sox. It's better if you explain it. Well, neither of you laughed, so I kind of had to. Yeah, no, no, neither of us know baseball, so. Yeah. And I, I almost made a Brad Renfro joke, but I figured that was too far. Oh, <clears throat> okay. I kind of got that joke. He was in um, a band I used to like. He was in like the original music video for like their biggest hit song because he was cousins with the lead singer. <coughs> And and he died like three years later. Yeah. So you guys know the band Ten Years? No. Okay. But he was in their, their music video. But I'll edit nailed that it. out because I don't want people to, to know that I like. No, you nailed it. Leave it in. Okay. Uh, do you have Brian Edwards? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> My man's eye is lazier than the writers for season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, it's lazier than OBJ's route running in Cleveland. <laughs> It's ra- lazier than the thought process of any anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Looks like Kevin Hart if he wasn't funny and good at athletics. Very true. <laughs> uh, moving on to Dylan Stoner. I didn't write anything for him. I did. Dylan Stoner looks like Gatherer <laughs> Renfro. <laughs> I like that. That's very good. Dylan Stoner is what Derek Carr calls his weed-smoking high school persona. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! My past life that was, that's Dylan Stoner. I'm Derek Carr now. Just make up another car, brother. That was Dylan Carr. Um, moving right along to the new uh, the newest Raider, Deshaun Jackson. What a perfect fit! Oh my God! DJ and the Raiders were just meant to be. I mean, who better to represent your team than the guy who made who was made famous by dropping the ball on the one yard line. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it so perfectly represents the normal Raiders decision making that he validated the union by immediately fumbling his first long catch as a Raider. That's what it's exactly what he did. Uh and it gets way worse. You know this, right? It's yeah. way worse. Deshaun Jackson posted an Instagram story of a quote <laughs> saying that Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were trying to depopulate the earth with the COVID vaccine. I was like, really? Green Corvettes have depopulated the earth more than the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Solid. Yeah, he also uh, quoted Hitler, which was the biggest reason Derek Carr wanted to sign him. (laughs) I like it. Yes. Darren Waller. You're going to love this one. I love it. Darren Waller is an American footballer. It's like a receiver, but taller. (laughs) He has a big mouth, but his ears are smaller. (laughs) His tiny head easily fits through any collar. (laughs) Seems unlikely that he's a scholar. He's probably bad with his dollars. So in a few years, he'll probably be a cable installer. Or maybe a drywaller. Certainly not a baller. Definitely not a shot caller. Can we just... Come on. Come on. He does have 20-inch blades on the Impala. Oh, he... All right, come on, come on. What are That's we exactly doing? what I wanted right there. Yes. Bring some, bring a little bit. That's one of my favorite rap songs of all time. Haiku for you. Want to be a baller is like way up there for me. 
uh, regarding his 2017 suspension for OxyContin, Waller, yeah, he was on some shit. Waller said, I willingly failed my test to be put out of the league because in my mind, I'd rather have them put me out of my misery as I lived the most miserable life of all. Someone who had to catch passes for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> like I said, not a scholar. <coughs> not a scholar. <clears throat> so we have a few players left. Yeah. And they're um, all players who've made the news. Well, did you not get his backup, uh, Foster Moreau, who's only on the team because his family's island is where they created Mark Davis? <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, uh, Dr. Moreau burn? Yeah. Got one. All right. So now you're ready to move on. Yeah. To the players who have made the news over the last several months. Yeah. Defense. We're going to start with Carl Nassib. <laughs> Go for it. First of all, I I, I was a total asshole <laughs> with the picture. Yeah, yeah the picture's fantastic. <laughs> I was a total asshole. So I just want to throw this out there. First of, first of all, before you tweet at us, before you get angry, I 100% support what Carl Nassib is doing. He's using his platform to help the LGBT youth and other LGBT people be comfortable with who they are. And he's using his like This big, burly football player can come on as gay and be comfortable with himself, so I can too. So genuine hats off to Carl Nassib. Yes, absolutely. That being said, this is a roast podcast. So what and I did to for, Alex for being a big, burly football player that can come out as being gay. Yes. Props to both of you. Um, so what I did was I Google searched incredibly gay man <laughs> and put a picture of a guy in a unicorn outfit. Yeah, he's This is why you invited me on, just to have this picture up? Okay, yes. that's fine. Carl Nassib came out as gay prior to the 2021 season. It devastated members of the LGBTQ plus community as they realized they now had to root for the Raiders. <laughs> Silver and black are not on the rainbow. <laughs> oh, man. Does B stand for black in this situation? Uh, probably not. I could have worded that a lot better. Yep. <laughs> sure could have. Just don't say what the N in NASIB stands for. It stands for NASA. Yeah. I know. Oh. I said don't say it. I can say NASIB. Whoa, oh, that's nice. Go to soft B there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Soft B. Soft. NASA. Whoa, uh, hey, come on now. I said soft B, <laughs> hard A. Uh, we're going to move on to um, the defense. Damon Arnett. Damon uh, Arnett. For our second entry into the Amateur Demolition Derby. You're goddamn right. We go to October 14th, 2020, 7.29 a.m., where Damon Arnett slammed his truck into a woman's car, trying to make a turn he almost missed, trying to turn into the Raiders' practice facility. He then fled the scene, leaving his friend behind to take the blame for him, which the police did not buy his story, and he was charged with the accident. <clears throat> his demolition didn't stop there. He recently ups- uploaded a video to Instagram in, in which he threatened to kill a fan for arguing with him, all while showing off his whole gun collection. It's for this brilliant level of career destruction that he ranks number two on our list. Yes, Cody, what do you have to say? Is he trying to steal Chad Ochocinco's material? Because I don't know a lot about football, but that seems like joke thievery to me. I don't think Chad did anything like that. No, he, didn't, he never threatened people. Who's the one that did, then? I mean, Adam Pac-Man Jones? Like, yeah, that's probably. probably. <clears throat> All right, Pac-Man. 
like you said, Damon Arnett got in trouble for sending out videos of him threatening people in his DMs while he was holding a gun. People knew the threats were, were legit when he sent an, another video of threats while he stood next to a green Corvette. I like it. Yes. And speaking of green Corvette, are you ready? The man of the hour. Go for it. All right. Henry Ruggs, our third entry into the Amateur Demolition Derby. (laughs) We go to just a few Tuesdays ago, November 2nd, 3.39 a.m. Henry Ruggs traveling at 156 miles an hour with a blood alcohol level of .161 crashes his Corvette Stingray into the back of a RAV4 occupied by 23-year-old Tina Tenter and her dog Max. There was... Fun fact, Max was also the speed of Henry Ruggs' car. <laughs> there was also the an spot un- burn. There was also an unregistered gun in the car, and for this career extinction uh, this and it's for this career extinction level shitbaggery that we rank him number one in our fuck this guy awards. Yes. Is that all you got on the yep. rugs? Yeah. But yeah, thanks to Henry Ruggs, Juju Smith-Schuster is no longer the wide receiver with most notorious for his Corvette. <laughs> Solid. That's very Corvette, good. Corvette. Uh, Henry Ruggs got into a... <laughs> oh, I like this bird. Henry Ruggs got into an automobile accident that killed a 23-year-old lady and her dog, which was far from the first time that a car negatively affected his career. <laughs> How very Kardashians of him. Yes, and Henry Ruggs' car- Henry Ruggs's car was going so fast that the Raiders signed it as a fifth wide receiver. <laughs> what an idiot. I, I just, I, everything about it is, fuck him. Just fuck that guy. Fuck him. It's, it's a horrific story. He's going to jail. He's going to prison for a long time. I saw a number that said potentially 40, 45 years. It could be right at 50 to 53, I think, is the top. If he gets charged on all counts. Yeah. <clears throat> They're saying, I guess, the likely number is something in the 40-year range. but Because the original <sighs> number is 2 to 20. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they've piled on, like, I think it's three felonies and two misdemeanors or something now. All involved in the same fucking thing. He's done. He's over. And he should be. He should be. It's proof that like one mistake, one piss poor decision, one horrible decision. Can I'm, anyone who calls a mistake isn't, I mean, I get what you're trying to say. That's not the right word to use. It is a piss fucking poor decision that he made Yeah, uh, to uh, get behind the wheel when he's drunk. Did you, I saw the surveillance video. You could feel it. Dude, it was. Do you watch the surveillance video? Yeah. I felt it. I even and I knew it was going 100. I was like, "Oh shit!" They say he slowed down to almost 127 miles an hour before they crashed. Which, uh, why add that? Why even like? Oh, he tried to stop before he m- murdered a girl and her dog. Yeah, and the car was engulfed in flames. Wait, and... Hit them going 127. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. From damn. behind. And that was like their point of contention. Like, no, he was, you know, he was going 127. Well, I, for whatever him. reason, the, the police decided to say like, oh, we had video of him going 156 just moments before, but he slowed down to 127 <laughs> before he. Oh, whoop de do. I hope I have that lawyer in court. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. 
No. Um, he, yeah, just real piece of shit. Fuck this guy. No. Fuck this Especially since we're on a uh, Bengals podcast and we're saying fuck this guy. Uh, or, or Bengals podcast, Raiders roast podcast, Henry Ruggs, you suck for what you did. But honestly, like, props to the Raiders organization for honestly handling it correctly. Yeah. For I mean, not only saying, like, you're gone from our team, but also giving condolences to the victim because Mark Davis went to the, the girl's funeral. Uh, it still felt tacky to me. It does. But <clears throat> Mark Davis went to the funeral and, like, Derek Carr and Mark Davis and the coaches were like, we're not going to abandon Henry Ducks because this dude has had to have been suicidal at some point. Yeah, I, I mean... Again, for all of that, knowing what they've known about him for how long they've known about him and not being like, hey, you aren't going to play if you don't get help. Yep. Seems a little missing the point to me in the way that they're reacting. But that's, again, I have hindsight of like, hey, he did this horrific thing. But as much as they've been like, hey, this is a young man who clearly needs help. Yeah. And he's going to need help for the rest of his life. Yeah, now he's definitely going to need help. And now he's going to get that help in prison, which, <clears throat> I mean. You think it would help him have that picture on a football card? I would like it. I would order it. Yeah, I mean. He put his mug shot up. People would like it. Yes. But it's, I mean, like, this is such a horrific situation. And, I mean, we can make fucked up jokes all we want. It, like, it still doesn't, like, we're not up here trying to be, like, complete assholes about it. We're just <clears throat> making no. jokes at Henry Ruggs's expense. Yeah. Not the victim. Not the dog. Well, the dog's also a victim here. But, like, just at Henry Ruggs's expense. Because he deserves to have jokes made at his expense. And he also deserves to go to prison. For a long time. You can't be drunk and drive at 150 miles an With hour. With your girlfriend... An, a gun that's not yours, regardless, but, like, I'm, I'm going to ignore the weed in this no. case. I don't know, fellas. I heard that was a bad dog. It was a, you know, it wouldn't, it was pissing inside the house and shitting when it was the, told not <laughs> they to. They sat too close to the TV? Yeah, exactly. It sat <laughs> too close to the TV, and it didn't, you know, and I heard that girlfriend was cheating on her husband. <clears> and, uh, you know, let's uh, consider all the facts of the situation. A hundred percent. Make a determination. Yes. But... You guys, I'm trying. I don't know what you guys want. You're good. But you know, Lloyd. Alex. Cody. Alex. I think we got him pretty good. I think so, too. Predictions and bullshit. Oh, look, it's us. It is us. So, dude, uh, we got the Raiders this week. Uh, uh, we got the Raiders this week. It is going to be a tough game. Yeah. Despite the fact that the they just got destroyed by the Chiefs. Yeah. Who are honestly back. We'll see. But yeah, probably. Yep, they're uh, they just got their cheeks clapped, but I think the score is gonna be Raiders. Can I say it? 156. <laughs> What's the joke here, fellas? That Henry Rogers going 156 <laughs> miles an hour. Raiders 156. Bengals 127. I mean, that's the only place you can't go with that. So, yeah. Yes. My player of the game, 
is going to be Tina Tinter. Alex, help him out. No one has to just keep going. Players, no, that was an asshole thing of me to say. Uh, my player of the game is going to be Joe Mixon. He's going to have 32 rushes for 960 yards, five touchdowns, two turnovers. I like it. My bold prediction, Jamar Chase tears his ACL. And he is driven off the field on a cart driven by Josh Jacobs, our third place winner. He's the only one that's still on the team and will be there Sunday. Very, very true. So Josh Jacobs drives him off the field and crashes into the wall of Allegiant Stadium, tearing Jamar Chase's other ACL and totaling the cart, the purple tinted cart. I like it. Yep. Uh, My prediction... Raiders, 23. It's a higher age than either of those last two assholes that are going to jail went, <laughs> got to. And uh, Bengals, 35. Okay. I'm going to say... Um, on, my bold prediction is that during the game, Joe Mixon runs a touchdown, runs off the field, goes down to the courthouse, and punches Henry Ruggs and goes... I just would have punched the white girl, not killed her. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Raiders 27, Bengals 26. I think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game for my actual prediction. I'm going to go with Raiders 17, uh, Bengals 24. How often do you I guys like nail it. this shit? Not often. Sometimes you do. There's one where I was exact, but I, I forgot to mention it the next time. Ah, uh, it's okay. But yeah, uh, finalmente, pluggity plugs. Uh, check out the bastard sermon. Well, check out can do that. Check out the bastard sermon podcast if you want to go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/thebastardsermon. It's five dollars for all of our content. Go and check that shit out. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely, we're doing a live show on the twenty sixth. Of the ba- oh, for the Quaint Volcano Comedy Festival? Correct. Yep. We'll be on at 9.15. Uh, also, <clears throat> Empire Citizens will be up the street over there across the street from uh, uh, KFC and Taco Bell. I forget the name of the venue, but if you if you need some time between the comedians and shit like that, go over there, check it out. It's free also. And uh, go and support your local artists while you're supporting your local comedians. Yes. Uh, yeah, check that out. A couple days, pro- you guys are going to be a chameleon on the 26th? Yes, sir. Go check out Cody and Lloyd and Luke. A uh, couple days prior. Oh, Luke's doing five minutes as well. His first five minutes. His first no five shit. Minutes yep. Yep. Dude, nice. Very excited for our boy. Uh, Friday or Saturday? It'll be Friday. Ah, okay, because uh, I don't do that because um, I don't know what my weekend plans are because that Saturday I'm at my high school reunion. Uh, but uh, let's see, let's see, see, see. Um, plugs. You meet all the people that you wish that you fucked when they weren't ugly. Oh, nice high school reunion. Yeah, you know what? I'm excited to see them. It'll be fu- it'll be a fun time, and and I'm gonna probably run into some. Can I go as your date? Please, please do that. You uh, you are more than welcome to come as my date. You gotta really sell. I was like, you, you be sure because I'll do this. <laughs> And you have to sell it. You can't. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make. I'm gonna make you slow dance with me. 
And you have to mean it. You can't be laughing um, and telling people about it the whole time. You have to really want it. They're going to be like, he's a comedian. Who the fuck is that guy? And you got to let him fuck you at the end. Come on. Very true. How Wait, Lloyd it? fucked me at the end? Yes. All right, fine. Uh, Let's be honest. Who's fucking who in this relationship? Lloyd's fucking you. Come on. Pretty I much. I go to the gym. I don't care how broken Lloyd's femur is. Lloyd's the one doing the fucking in this relationship. Uh, a couple plugs. Um, Stop laughing, Lloyd. You hated all my jokes all podcast long. November 24th, I will be at Chameleon. I'm closing it out. I'll be there. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to try to make it a good show. I'm going to try to promote the shit out of it on the Facebooks. Um, Shannon Rostin's coming in from Indy. I think Carrie Klaus is going to do a spot. Monsters. Uh, Phil Pointer and John Holmes, I think, are on the bill as well. Two of my, literally, two of my favorite people. Pointer's yes, coming on the show soon on the Bastard Sermon. Love had Holmes on. He's fantastic, dude. Love to hear it. Uh, I got some shows coming up in Chicago. Uh, I'm doing Motormouth on December 23rd. Great venue. Very fun venue. A uh, friend of the pod, Danny Samet, and I are going to go see Jack Harlow on Friday. Fuck yeah! I'm so stoked. What the what the the people that aren't indoctrinated in the Jack Harlow world? I don't know. Like people they'll figure like me. it out. Who's the Jack Harlow? How they'll figure you? it out. He has a song called "What's Poppin'," where in it he has a line where he says, "I'm in the pocket like Burrow." Yeah. And every time that line comes on at a DJ night, I come. My pussy's already wet. I don't care what Ben Shapiro has to say. There's some horse in this house. There's some horse in this house. But I, yeah. just, I love right, the fact boy. that he had to sit and listen to that song. <laughs> I, I love that so much. Yes. I love it. But, dude, I think those are my plugs. Come check me out in Chicago. Mid, Mid-December, I'm be in Chicago doing some shows. But, Lloyd. Alex. Cody. We only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Las Vegas Raiders. We like the Bengals. Wow, man. Is that recording? Yeah. And then after you do that, kill the. Hope it didn't ruin it too much. Fuck you. We like the Bengals. Bengals.